Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All righty, folks. Joe Snedeker here, and my podcast is Mr. Curiosity. And there are two strange people leaving the room right now, leaving only one. Bye. <laughs> the one left is Stacy. Watch how I say this just to bother you. Lange. I love that. I wish that was the pronunciation. <laughs> Why? It sounds so it sounds, European. It sounds so European. <laughs> That's what Andy Palumbo calls me, actually. He calls me Miss Lange. Does he? Yeah. And my uncle had a... Uh, he had, like, a very fancy backyard in San Francisco back in the day. Oh, like, see, wait, you're you know, even bar. getting ahead of this now. I yeah, I know. Hear, well, there's his I history to the, the Lange pronunciation, <laughs> and it was called Club Lange. Oh, my goodness. See, I hit on something oh, here. Oh, you did. All mm-hmm. right, but it's really St- Stacy Lang. Yeah. If you're in Germany, it's Longa. It is? Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. What is it? It's German. It's German. It's like it's like Smith in, in Germany. And I was thinking when I saw your name and how it's kind of Stevens now with the marriage. Yeah. If I were a female, I think I'd be a feminist. Like, do you feel like Well, you how... can be a feminist as a man as well. Can you? Absolutely. I'm, I'm a we'll feminist We'll recruit you to the team. I, it's just like, how, how dare... It would bother... Here's, the, here's what goes on in my brain. Here's how ill I can be. Mm-hmm. When I see a woman, and my wife is one of them, and they insist on having their maiden name as their middle name. So my wife is that's Dom how, that's what I Phillips did as well. Snedeker. Yeah. I'm like, come on. But yet, if I were a woman, I'd be like, I'm not taking your name, man. Come on. Well, I'm, I'm me. So I can't resolve this. Yeah. I mean, there's something sort of, I think, you know, I, I, I'm a feminist for sure, but I also... I'm a traditionalist, and mm-hmm. there's something romantic, I think, about oh. sharing a name with, with your spouse, whatever that name is, if you choose one, I don't care, or you take his name or whatever. Right. So I, I think I love that we're the Stevens family, and I have the same last name as my son, and that, that oh, you know, sure. makes us oh, a unit, and that's great. I get but I that. also worked really hard, and I think my generation of women, we had careers and whole lives before we got married. And I built a brand, a name for myself as Stacy Lang, so I still want to be that. I think oh, I, I totally have the best of both worlds, that I am Stacy Stevens uh, on paper. Oh, okay, you're right. But every day I get to say Stacy Lang, and that's, you know, they're my two identities. Yeah, and that makes total sense to me. Yeah. But imagine yourself now a man, mm-hmm. right? And what if, for whatever reason, things were reversed? A man gets married in American culture, and then he takes the woman's last name and his name disappears that, that sounds like ridiculous well yeah you're right when you look at it that way it's, well, I sure mean, well things... because most of human history women were property i know yeah. i know it's but, but what's the answer let's say you created a new last name that doesn't work either no. oh, we're a family now let's because name... lineage is important i know too. so there's like no way around this yeah yeah and how about your children are they going to include your maiden name and then their new i know some people have done that have done, but then no. when does it end you got three four five names. yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's a good... It's hmm. a conundrum. Is there going to be a new tradition? I don't know what the tradition will be. That's a good question. Well, I like how you uh, figured out that I'm a feminist. I never realized <laughs> that, but I, I truly am. All right, so I always like to start by letting everyone know we have the bell here. Okay. What's that mean? That means... Oh, you haven't listened to any of these. That's all right. <laughs> I'm not offended. To, I've listened to a few of them. I feel like I should have listened to more to prepare no, for no. this. No, no. If I say anything that you are uncomfortable with, you don't even okay. respond. You just... And then I move right on. Okay. <laughs> There's the bell. Hopefully it won't be used. No, I was we'll say, I don't think we need that. But no. this could be a bell question already. Okay. We start out with the year of your birth. Oh. Can I, 
I don't care. Okay, all 1988. Right, so, oh, see, I'm getting perspective. Okay, so I have I'm, a really cool birth date. Why? It's 7788. 7788. That mm-hmm. is good. So a summer like baby. That. Yep. And born in Lackawanna County. Not born, actually. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I was not born in Lackawanna County, but I was raised. I was born outside of Baltimore. Really? Yeah. So now we have to hear about the parents. I yeah. got to hear this. Yeah. So I, I my mom is um, originally from Maryland, lived in Maryland her whole life. My dad is from Pennsylvania, um, and he moved to Baltimore for his first job out of college. Where was he from in Pennsylvania? He's from Allentown. Wait, so you have... You have no direct ties. I to, do have oh, okay. direct ties. <laughs> As we say, all roads lead to Nipa. Both yeah. of my paternal grandparents are from this area. Oh, okay. My dad was raised in Allentown, uh, goes to Baltimore after college. He went to Penn State, meets my mom. They fall in love, get married, have me and my brothers. And then my dad she, gets a job. She dissolves her name. Yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> she, and we have different perspectives on that tradition. She she loves being a Lang. Okay. Um, and... Well, I was six, I think, when uh, my dad got a job at Thompson Consumer Electronics, which many people in Lackawanna County will remember, okay, the RCA right. plant in Dunmore. So we move up here. My mom says that her claw marks were going up 81 because she didn't want to come <laughs> up here. She did not want to. No, g- no. And um, but why did she hear things or just she didn't want to? Well, move we were. From- I think we were in. She was happy in Maryland, and and to her, Scranton was this tiny little town who would right. want to be there. And we came up here. We have extended family here because both of my grandparents were raised in this area. My dad spent a lot of his childhood here. Um, so that was part of the reason why it was attractive to come here as well. And we never left. And we love it. So do you have any memories of this, the move? Like you're oh, five, yeah. six years old? Oh, yeah. I was six. Old? Yeah. So I, I remember they're... it pretty well. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, uh-oh, here we go. Got the, yeah. got the big minivan, maybe. I, uh-huh. don't know I remember doing. having an epic fight with my mom on the day that we moved in to our new house because the movers accidentally let our cat escape. And that was just, it was devastating to me. And I, my mom was the closest adult. And what do you I, mean? The cat was gone forever? The cat was gone forever. Go. We never found her again. So help me out because I never used movers. You hire someone and they bring a truck to your house. And mm-hmm. they take the furniture, and you're not with them. They take it, yep. and it's off. And you yes. shove a cat in the process? Well, no, the cat wasn't in the movie truck. I don't know where. I was going to say, how did the cat <laughs> get in the movie? When I, I don't have remember moved, that detail. I'm I don't remember where the cat moved, was. I'm a part of the move, you know? I never, like, had someone move my stuff. The so. cat was in the house, the new house, and when they were moving the furniture in, the cat got out. I think it's your fault for putting the cat in the furniture. Probably was my so. fault, but I blamed it on my poor mother. <laughs> And I remember screaming at her saying, you made us move here. Now my cat is gone. And the poor woman didn't want to be there herself. So here's a little six year old girl. You remember arguing with your mother about the cat that that. ran away. That's excellent. So this is this is uh, decades ago. Yeah. The cat's gone. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you. Maybe there was hope <laughs> up until... <laughs> we uh, put an ad in the penny saver and, and looked for oh, yeah. for a long time. But, yeah, she was in the wind. Okay. I like, right. I like to think that she found a new family, didn't get run over by a car immediately. <laughs> so we can basically pick up, I think, now in Clark Summit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So... so your dad, what, what does your dad do at Thompson? Is he like an electrical? He was a mechanical engineer. Whoa, big shot. Yeah, very smart man. Where did he go to uh, college? Penn State. Penn State. Penn State you did tell me that in your story. Very, I'm sorry. That's okay. Very proud Penn State grad. We all are big So Penn is he State one fans. of these, um, uh, like, w- when you say 
mechanical engineer nerdy types. He's got the oh, pocket yeah. protector. He's oh, got yeah. yeah. He mm-hmm. wants order and structure in the house. Mm-hmm. He he's logical. Very logical, <laughs> but very fun. And he like he used his strengths, his his uh, smarts for fun. Like we, um, I tell this story a lot. But <laughs> my my brother was a Boy Scout growing up, and when it came time for the Pinewood Derby. Okay, I've done, I've done it. Yep. My dad was, went like full on scientist. Oh, he's one of those guys. Yes, All right. and it was like perfect. He tested the weights. He <laughs> did it with my brother. He, my brother did some of the work, and, <laughs> and it was it was perfect. He swept the Pinewood Derby that year because See, my dad I've used always... you know. Physics. It's unfair though, and when the dads do all the work in yeah. these Pinewood Derbies, especially it is, but in it an always engineer. worked to my advantage. So you know, this. <laughs> we had to build a house in third grade. It was like a project. We had to build a house in or a building that exists in Clark Summit. We had to build one, so we built a two-scale version of our house. And your dad did that too. And you yeah. did. He you you I did nothing. He did it. all. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You know what? Let's interview this guy. That's what I want, okay? <laughs> Forget about you. This guy. All right. So um, you're in Clark Summit. You're in elementary school. Your cat's gone. Mm-hmm. You start all over. Start I guess at over. that point, you were only, what, in kindergarten? Maybe first, first grade, grade before that? First grade. So did you, 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 what kind of friends do you have in first grade? You didn't probably. I actually have. I had a really, really close friend that you who lived on the other side of the cul-de-sac that I had to leave, and we are still very close friends to this Get day. I talked to her yesterday. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. What and is that is a testament to my parents for for help, making sure we maintain that friendship. Because oh, a six-year-old nice. couldn't maintain a friendship over that distance. But yeah, made, you're right, right. They made sure we, we stayed in touch. You should ask her about the cat because maybe she'll have maybe some clothes. she has it or had it this whole time. <laughs> Kristen. I think that's the biggest discovery maybe of this whole <laughs> podcast is that your parents, Mr. Logical Dad, sent a cat with a mover in a truck. I'm, as a I'm matter of fact, ask my mom about what, where the I'm cat gonna was. I'm going to call the Humane Society now. There could have been some type of... Uh, <laughs> he didn't like the cat, so that's very plausible <laughs> that, that he may have uh, See, engineered the... its end. Listen, of course, there are a lot of um, stereotypes. That one is pretty prevalent. I've had to deal with this my whole life. My mother-in-law has cats. My daughter had a few cats. My All the females in my world like the cats. Yeah. And I do not like cats. My no. sons do not like cats. But do cats. the cats like you? I don't I even know. I find that cats are attracted to the people who don't want them around. Ah, uh, we need to do. A, and that's why I'm cats sure there's been are study so does, but what sophisticated. Do you, they're like such cool animals. They're so, <laughs> Here's the story of my cat, and then we'll move on. Please. When my daughter got this cat, it was trying to be friendly with it. It would follow me around when I'm having a sandwich. Fine. I'm a giving guy. I would break off a little piece of sandwich, put it on the floor. And then the cat would look at the food, look up at me, bat its eyes, and walk away. (laughs) From that moment on, I was done with cats. Mm -hmm. How dare you? You want something from me. I'm sharing. And then you bat your eyes and walk away. What's it thinking? Well, I love the saying, dogs have owners, cats have staff. (laughs) (laughs) I know. that is. They believe... That they could kill us at any moment. I, that's the thing. I know. And then I would take naps on the couch, and I would wake up, and it would just be looking Staring at, at you. me. Like, wh- mm-hmm. what? I come home from work. I flip my dog over, rub his belly. I'm not yeah. doing that with a cat. No. It would hate. I tried, yeah. as a matter of fact. They would it, claw your eyes yeah, out. Claw- 
God. Yeah. Anyway, so your cat's gone. You're in Lackawanna County. You're uh, in elementary school, Abington School District, mm-hmm. public yep. school girl. Yep. I went to Grove Street Elementary. I would think um, high class private school for you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Come on, the Langer. The, the Langer's. I know the name is misleading. The, 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 no, no, we were public school kids. Okay. Love the Abington School District. I live there now. Yeah, and yeah. I mean that's one of the areas. Not that we're trying to, you know, uh, judge uh, these st- districts, but everyone loves the Abington School District. Yeah. Well uh, presented. Yeah, I had a great. I got a great education there. Um, it was a good community, a great place to grow up. I think anywhere in northeastern central Pennsylvania, you're going to have an idyll- idyllic childhood. It's you know, a I good place to— I think you are correct. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You are correct about that, but a lot of people, um, yeah, take that for granted, I think. I think so, too. You know? Yeah. So when you compare— um, you can't really compare your previous life to your new life, even when you were six, seven, eight years old, right? There's, you, yeah, after we moved to Pennsylvania? Yeah. Uh, no, I no, can't. I mean, I, what, what do you know when you're four or five years old, right? No. You, don't, you don't have much there. But you liked it here since you were a kid. Yeah, and, and I don't think my parents, one of the things my, my dad said, uh, you know, one of the negatives about moving here, um, he told my mom, is that if we move to Scranton, your kids are not staying there. Because, you know, what he saw was what his cousins experienced is that, you know, there were there were bigger, better things outside of this area. So they all left. Um, And then the opposite happened. You know, we moved here and now my I have two brothers. We're all here and we've built lives here and we have no we have no reason to leave. Ooh, so let's talk about that. So your mom did what? And then the two brothers at the time, how old were they? What's going on? What did your mom do? Well, my youngest brother was not born yet. My mom was, another reason, my poor mother, when when, uh, we moved from Baltimore, she was, I guess, six, seven months pregnant with my youngest brother. Oh, see, that's a big part of the (laughs) story. Yeah. And then my other, my brother David was two uh, when we moved out. So he has no memories of Yeah, let's put yourself... Let's I can see that now as a mom now that my mom had to pack up a house. Pack up a house. She was six, a, seven months pregnant. Send a cat had in a box. two little kids. Send the cat in the a box. Pregnant yeah, maybe uterus. they had no choice but to throw the cat in the back of the moving van. A husband <laughs> with a new job. Yeah. yeah. Just, and oh me my. with my attitude yelling at her, yes. telling her she ruined my life. Uh. <laughs> She's a saint. Yes. Yeah. So what what did she do? She was um... my mom uh, was a wonderful, amazing stay-at-home mom until um, all of us uh, were school age, and then she went to the Abington Heights School District, worked um, as a teacher's aide for a number of years, uh, and then she moved to the business office because her background is in bookkeeping, and she's the payroll officer for oh, the school excellent. district. So she waited till you guys were all a little older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the, like sixth or seventh grade, I think, when she went back full time, and she retires from that job in the business office at. Abington Heights in uh, about two weeks. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm very proud of her. Happy retirement yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. This will be out Monday or a little bit before. I can't she... wait for it myself. <laughs> Why? It sounds great. Doesn't oh, it sound, okay. wasn't retirement you... sound amazing? Uh, you like oh, to go, go, go. Gosh, I, I really don't have that answer. I don't know. I really don't because the two. We're both lucky we love our jobs. Right. Yeah. And the only thing worse than working is not working. Did you ever just have an extended period where you have no job, no obligations? No. I mean, it's no, but tr- try it. It gets it gets old quick. Yeah, uh, I probably honestly, I probably would get a job. Yeah, you got to do something, even yeah. if it's volunteering. Anyway, so there you are in the Abingtons. I'm mm-hmm. told now we can skip to your middle and high school years. Yeah, there Wait wasn't anything now. significant there. Miss Comet. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud, proud Miss Comet 2005. Now, 
All right, so that's the marching band thing. Yeah. Now, help me out here. Um, there's the bell. You have no. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Miss Common. <laughs> no, you have stereotypes. You have nerds. You have jocks. You have marching band people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I fall into any of those things, but um, were you the marching band type? Do you oh, want to yeah. say? You, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was. But my, how do you stereotype? What is a marching band type? We were the the music kids. Okay. Yeah. You know? Uh, the cool thing about Abington when I was in high school, I don't know if it's still like this, is that there were, there were lockers in the music wing. And if you took music classes, you could have your lockers in that special area. So that was one of the perks. Is that oh. If you took music classes, you and all your friends could have your own private oh. little locker area. I mean, we loved the music, too. <laughs> but that was one of the perks. Yeah, but when you say you love the music, is that how you got into it? You were, you were, you did you play a musical instrument? I played. I was in the orchestra. I played violin. See, this goes back to the lingerie thing. I mean, yes, you are well, a classy you know, girl, well you know. educated. I am also. <laughs> this is a tangent. I am a uh, direct descendant of Franz Schubert. Uh, you know, you know who that what? is? This podcast is done. No, but it just sounds <laughs> too elitist for me. Franz Schubert. Franz who is he? Schubert. He is a composer. He's a uh, Austrian composer, I think, who composed Ave Maria, if you've heard of that. Get out of yeah. here. Now, what do you mean direct? How, I mean, this is just how, is, how many removed. He is removed. an ancestor of mine. That is awesome. On your found, dad's side, I bet. On my dad's side, on the German side, and we found uh, my, my aunt, I have, she did all the work, on Ancestry.com, a, a, a book that was written by one of my Lang cousins, great, 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 great cousins. Uh, Franz Schubert came to Wayne County to visit his cousins, my cousins, get in like the late 1800s. You see this classiness yeah. that we get on the Mr. Curiosity see? podcast? So you, you think see I this? have, I'd be like some kind of musical savant, but I wasn't. I guess. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, yeah. you're being I was humble. in it for the lockers. <laughs> you know what? You talk about my history. I got coal miners and beer drinkers in it. This is what's going on here. That's where it ends. Okay? <laughs> That's fun too, though. Yeah, A lot more fun than... <laughs> Ave Maria, maybe. So, um, so, the, but the the funny hats. Oh, the, for the Miss clothes. Common, the, yeah. No, but all those things that the band people have to wear. Yeah. I always used to, and don't hate me, like laugh at that. Well, now, what what I am I missing? Blame you. It's so much fun. It's part. You know, it's like just like being on a sports team. It's you, it you is, belong to a group. The, but doesn't it come off as a little? Like, why do I have to put on the... Here's my example. Have you I worn was, one of those hats? Well, I was a There's cat- a power associated with it. <laughs> also, there? I got to wear the, the sequined outfit and and uh, white Nancy Sinatra boots. And you, so you and liked all this. You did, you did, I even, loved it. Even I ate as it a girl going through, say, puberty at the time, you didn't think this is, this is something. And I bring up puberty because I was a Catholic altar boy. Yeah. And I remember when I was going... 13 and then 14 and you go through puberty and I'm like such a weird time why am I wearing this stuff and I was embarrassed (laughs) of being an altar boy I I had to get out I was really lucky I think I I would have been inclined to worry a lot more about what people thought of me in in those years if it weren't for the friends that I had because they were all in it too maybe they were all in it too and and I you know I had other people wearing funny hats with me who backed me up and and loved me no matter what so well I'm not trying to shame you or say anyone (laughs) listening out there in the band should be shamed I'm just saying that's my that's the that's the stereotype yeah that's the stereotype that it's Mm kind of nerdy and why would you wear those but but band kids even into adulthood are very passionate about being band kids and they should be yeah 
who am I to speak? I'm a nerd myself, so mm-hmm. I don't mean it in that way. I'm yeah. just saying these are the stereotypes. Sure. You know? Just like the jock have their stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to mention some of those, or you don't want to do that? <laughs> Give me some jock stereotypes. Jock stereotypes? Yeah, like what if I told you I was the... Uh, that they're bullies. Bullies, yeah. and maybe not too smart, mm-hmm. and they just like to lift weights and grunt. Right. Right, yeah. And we're more sophisticated than them. So yeah. that would be a judgment I would pass on the job. There so you go. We're so all you in go. The same that's boat. right. Mm-hmm. It goes many ways. So when you were, were in the band and Miss Comet and all this stuff in high school, were you already thinking, I want to be an elect- or, or, or uh, an engineer like my dad? Oh, I, you, I, Did I trigonometry and calculus <laughs> come that, easy to you? None of that no. came easily to it me. Did not. No, no. No. So you were never in that direction? Mm-mm. I was always in some sort of. I think if I were to boil it down to what I liked, I like to write it like, and I like to tell stories, and I still do that. I just had to. I didn't know then at that point what how I wanted to do that. But that's so you, what I was passionate about. The arts, about. I guess you would say. The, yeah. The language arts and the arts. Yeah. Then you knew. I love words and reading and writing. And, and the science is never interested. No. No, because it never came. It never came naturally to me. It's hard. And how about your brothers? Uh. One of my brother David is is very much like me. We're right brain people, okay. and my brother Patrick, I think, is more of a left brain person. Math and science came more naturally to him. He's a carpenter, and he's very oh um, works yes, with his the hands. builders are yeah. very logical, very logical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he got a little bit more of my dad, and and David and I are more right brain creatives types. So there you are, a senior. It's uh, two thousand six. Two thousand. I was to say five six, yeah. and now you're taking the SATs. You're trying to get a career. Syracuse is on your mind from the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad wanted me to go to Penn State in the worst <coughs> way, um, but he said, "I just want you to love college as much as I did at Penn State." And um, I just was always attracted to Syracuse. I knew at that point that I wanted to go into the communications field. I didn't know journalism was was it yet, um, but I was really attracted to the media and journalism program at Syracuse. And I knew I wanted the big school experience. I wanted the the sports and the you know all that stuff that comes along with being at a big university like did the, the the potential climate change bother you when you're going north <laughs> and you think it's going to be colder the and day snowier? we went to go tour I mean, it the first was that time a choice it was october <laughs> it was probably like mid-october and it was a gorgeous fall day here in pennsylvania and we were driving up 81 the fall colors are beautiful yeah. i was wearing sandals okay and we get to syracuse and it was snowing <laughs> Welcome to the Lake Effect yeah, Band. Yeah. yeah, that's the weird thing about Syracuse is that it snows every day in the winter. Sure, even it does. just a little bit. Only yeah. when there's a northwest wind, but well, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it's a whole <laughs> different world. But it becomes part of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So what's with you? All these, all the listen, because I have zero background in journalism or writing or anything like that, as you know. Yeah. What's with you? journalist communication people in this Syracuse obsession. Is that is that well they, they just have that reputation maybe like Penn State does that meteorology. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's the they, they have the Newhouse School of Public Communications. It's it is a, a renowned communications it school. It sure is. Yeah, it has some pretty fancy alumni. Um, Ted Koppel, Bob Costas, Dick Clark 
went to Syracuse, a lot of the greats of the great TV age. So, so it then just has why this not? Reputation. Yeah, why not go where the greats have come from in this place of esteemed reputation? Yeah, yeah right? it has a yeah, it has and and you learn from like I my professors weren't weren't academics; they were all former reporters. Sometimes some of them current reporters. Oh, interesting! So yeah. you had a great time there. A great time. Loved were, it. Were you at the time thinking what is that? A three-hour drive? About two. Too? Okay, yeah. were you thinking at the time, I don't want to go that far, I want to yeah, go farther? Yeah, that was something, too. It did. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a homebody. You have body. Marywood right here, you have the University of Scranton. <laughs> I'm not that much of a homebody. Yeah, okay, you say you don't want to stay that <laughs> I like the idea of being able to come home on the weekend if I wanted to. So you had a great time there. Great time. Party girl. Loved it. <laughs> party girl. Loved it. Party girl. But a bit of a party girl. <laughs> I'm hitting that, she's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, We're not going to go there. You're coming home at four in the morning on Saturdays. You're 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 sleeping till three. You're hungover. You've got that, that's the time to do it, from right? The chandelier. It's such a weird time. Is you know you're you are on your own for the first time. Your brain's not fully developed. What a wild time. Dorm. Dorm. Strange roommate. No one like no so female likes their first roommate ever. I loved my first roommate. Ah! I'm going to her wedding on Saturday. Oh my god! Yeah, she is uh, so one much of my for best my friends. Lousy theory. Yeah. <laughs> no, most people, most people, it, it's have horror stories. Have horror stories, and I hate to say it. I think more for females because I don't know. It's harder for two women maybe to yeah. get together than two guys just like whatever. Right, they're they're a little bit more easygoing. Right, but, but oh, yeah, so no, we we hit it off, and we're she was we lived together all four years, and we're still. Oh, that's awesome! We're still really really close friends. And yeah. here comes the wedding. And her yeah her wedding. And you want to go? Of course, of course. I wouldn't miss it. She's <laughs> my girl. Really. All right, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I so, tease my husband all the time and say Tara's still the best roommate I ever had. That's funny. Yeah. All right, so so. You're making connections. You're a senior. You're at Syracuse. Be honest now. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking in terms of career? Were you thinking, I want to move away. I want to come back home. I want to go out west. <laughs> well, Channel 16 was always on my mind. It, because, wait, it was? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I didn't expect that to happen as quickly as it did. And I did have a job before this one. Um, but I, I knew oh, that. Oh, so really? I knew growing up in this area that we had a gem here um that so that if our, you go back to the 90s you were a faithful watcher oh yeah. of wnep mm-hmm. yeah i grew up in a very news consumer household we watched a lot of news and yeah i, I grew up watching channel 16 oh that's excellent yeah. so you had that on your uh radar the whole time yeah but i was also ex- i applied to stations all over the country and ended up in Watertown, New York, was my first market, okay, which is so only an hour north of Syracuse. I was so I say, never so really you, went that far. Yeah, so th- I mean, there's another lake effect. No, oh, it's, it's even worse up there. Town, yeah, yeah. There, there's there's one town. It's called Lowville, New York, where they just they don't plow in the winter because everybody has a snowmobile, and you just you just take your snowmobile to school and work. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Thank, thankfully, I'll never realize that. <laughs> Type of a situation, but so so, so the, this first job mm-hmm. because I'm going through this now with my daughter. Yeah, where you just like cut loose, go ahead, get an apartment. Right? You're on your own. You don't know wild. anybody. It's awkward. It's wild. I also it's thought horrifying. that adjusting. You know, we were just talking about going to bed at 3 a.m. and waking up for an 8 a.m. class, and college is so chaotic, and you're so tired all the time. I was never more exhausted than the first few months of adjusting to a nine to five. Is that right? Yeah. 
What you were up there by yourself with no friends? Or I anything? had a roommate, a, another girl who was a reporter at the same station that we went to Syracuse together. We, oh, we lived so together. Oh, so at least you had that. Yeah. But yeah. was it intimidating and nervous? Grocery oh, shopping, absolutely. car repairs, whatever? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And how long did that last? I was only there for a little over a year until until I had an opportunity to come here. So for that year, mm-hmm. did you hate it, love it? Was it what you thought? Were you? I loved it. I loved it. I, I learned more in my first year on the job than I did in four years of college. And I love Syracuse. So but that, that on-the-job training was invaluable. And it was a great station, and um, it, it's a small market, so... Everyone I worked with, I mean, they have some people who have been there a really long time who are really talented and really good at training journalists because okay. that's what they do in small markets, you know. And uh, they trained us well, and I was with a team of people who were fresh out of college, too. We had a lot of fun, and, you know. Oh, that's good. So a good experience. And then you experience. thought, I'm going to step on this foundation yeah. and build my new life. Mm-hmm. At WNEP. Yes, I snuck in here. You snuck in, and this was 2010, 11, I think. 11. 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, wait, wait, wait. So, could you, do you know the person you replaced? I do. Yeah, her name was Kenna Vernon. I remember Kenna Vernon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All she right, so. she left, and um, I forget where she went. But my first job here was out uh, in Williamsport at the um, oh, Central was. PA newsroom. Yep. What about that first day? Do you remember, like, here's the place you grew up with and you wanted to work, that that interview when you came in the building? My interview day, I showed up and I was wearing the same exact dress as Marisa Burke, and I freaked out. I was so excited. Now, how could that be? Well, it was a Calvin Klein dress that I got at Marshall's, and she must have bought it, too. I never understand your gender. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Well, I was like, Marisa Burke has the same dress as me. And that was a good thing? I thought that would be a horrible thing. I mean, it was a little awkward. Yeah. I don't know that she even noticed that I was here because I was just doing my interview. But but I was like... (gasps) And did you think it went well? made it. And you've got it, and this is going to happen, or...? Um, Well, I, I, I didn't lie... Should I ring the bell? No, I didn't lie. <laughs> but I kind of I say I snuck in here because I literally did. I didn't apply to the job because okay. the job posting said you needed three years of experience, and I did not. So I was afraid that if uh. Carl, our esteemed news director, is now retired, saw my um, resume that said I only had one year of experience, he'd just throw it in the trash. You put three on there. So I called him, and I said, hey, and this was true. My brother's graduating from high school and I'm coming into town. I'm going to I'm I'm a journalist in New York. Can I come and take a tour of the station? And he said, "Yes." And when I showed up wearing the same dress as Marisa Burke, I handed my resume to him and I said I'd like to apply to the job opening. Whoa. And at that point I'm standing in front of him so he can't throw it in the trash. Folks, listen to this. This could be it the worked. sneaky way to get in without the interview pressure. So this wasn't even an interview. It turned into one eventually, but yeah. It yeah. was almost like I want to just take a tour. That's what I said. I said I wanted to take a tour. And when I came in, this is how long ago it was. <laughs> it was when you you were all switching over to the HD controller oh, when we man, started right. broadcasting in high definition. So they were doing practice uh, newscasts in in the control room that we know as the control room now. And uh, Julie Sedoni was anchoring these practice newscasts, and I sat there and I watched them for a while. And then um, Carl and I just chatted. I wonder, so did he, I wonder if that was a random moment that the universe opened up for you, or would he have done that for many people who said, hey, could I I stop by for a tour, or did he see something in this 
I don't know. I, I tease our, our assignment manager, Dave Campbell, a lot because I had he was very grumpy on the phone the first time I called him. Dave was. Dave was. Ah. God bless you, Dave. <laughs> and I had to call a couple times to actually get through. Persistence. Yeah. There's another lesson that we need mm-hmm. to learn here. So don't. if I had given up because Dave Campbell was grumpy, would I be here today? No. Be persistent, lie a little bit, <laughs> a little and bit. never send your cat alone <laughs> in a box with a mover. These are life lessons <laughs> from Stacey Lang. So when you got here and then eventually hired, was it what you had thought? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but it great. was it was um, a lot of work. A lot of work. I, I'm, and, and, and you started as a reporter, of course. I started as a reporter out in, in uh, Williamsport. And I was only there for a few months, but during that mo- those few months, I was there for four months, I think. And one of those months was September of 2011, which is a month I'll never forget, oh. because that you know we were there for the flood, um, and yes. we were wall to wall broadcasting for uh, it felt like 24 hours. Yes, I can't remember how many hours right, it was. That's right. And then right after that, in in late October, maybe early November of 2011, Jerry Sandusky was arrested. Whoa! So and I was out there getting, for that. Yeah. So, so I was really thrown in the fire. You're inside of the media pinball machine. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you have the added pressure. I wonder if you felt this way. Of when I was in New York, no one I know saw it, but now all my family and everyone I've ever oh, known right. my entire yeah, life is yeah. watching me too. I had that problem when I started, too, because my kids see me as their dad, and then yeah. now here's this goofy guy on TV, and it's, yeah. it's tough to How resolve. How did they deal with that growing up? <laughs> Listen, no, this I'm is your interview, not mine. <laughs> as a mom, I'm very concerned about that. I don't want my I know, son to resent me. I know. It's a double me. life. I know. Yeah. And your relatives and everybody, you just say it's showbiz. You're two different people, mm-hmm. like everybody is when you meet relatives that you haven't seen in a while or new friends, you put on a different face. Everybody yeah, does that. True. Everyone's different. True. You can't be the same for all people. But um, I was wondering about the MMJ thing. Did that just evolve recently in the last like 10 years? Yeah. For those listening, multimedia journalists, now this is the trend in TV. Mm-hmm. They want someone who can work the equipment, who can work the camera, who is a talented writer, uh, a field producer. A one-man woman band who yeah, does that's everything. That's what we call it, one-man banding. But were you trained in that then? Sure. Because I, I was. That yeah, just... my first job, I, w- I was a MMJ. But yeah. did that come of age when you were in college? I think it before was just that, it starting. wasn't even. It just started, right? It was just starting. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember my professors leveling with us and saying like, "This this this is something that you're going to. This is how it to is. Have to deal you with. You got to do it all. Set your own camera up. Mm-hmm. Set your own sound levels. Do everything. Right." And yeah. did that discourage you in any way? Or? No, no. I, and there's part of me that really likes shooting and, and having full control. Right, over, being your own person. Yeah. No yeah. politeness in the car. You're just alone. <laughs> now, I was blessed that for 10 years I worked with the same photographer here. And because we have that consistency now, I, I think there's such a value in two people working on the same story. Too. Yes, you, you bring get, in different perspectives. I get that same thing in Wham Cam. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you do this and say that? I'm like, I never. It of makes that. it better. It makes yeah. it better. Usually, it makes it better. It's the yeah. Lennon and McCartney. We're a collaborative effect. industry. You got that right. Yeah. So now, in the ten years, eleven years that you've been here, um, and we're going to get to this when we answer some folks' questions. Mm-hmm. But this is a common thread in all the questions. What do you like better? So, is um, it? Is yeah. it? Is it? Is it? Because I don't know these things. I was never a reporter or an anchor on air. Is it seen as a uh, a pathway to, 
to to become an anchor? You start as yeah, a reporter, I think that's or like like a, I think that's a stereotype. Is that you, it is? You know, yeah, you like you start you know. as a reporter and mm-hmm. end up as an anchor. But maybe, do you like being a reporter? Just as good? I love being a reporter. I'm happy if I'm writing. So I like doing both. I have the best of both worlds now. I report a little. I anchor a little. Uh, as long as I'm writing, I, I'm happy. Um, I do think that the days that I'm out in the field and I'm reporting, like, my blood's pumping. It's exciting. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. The day goes by faster. <laughs> you know, it's but you're it's harder, to probably, things. It's right? Cool. It's more taxing. That's Physically, the, yeah. That's yeah. the problem. So your mm-hmm. brain can't resolve. I can't have this cushy job where I just walk in a warm building all year round, winter, mm-hmm. cool building in the summer, sit down and do this. It's simple. It's easy. But it may not be as rewarding. But it's cushier. It's cushier, but also, like, this is a really exciting place to be in the newsroom mm-hmm. when there's news happening. You in know, the and, newsroom. Yeah. But you can get it's that excitement really, out on the field. At, yeah, at, you can. You can. But So you don't want to pick? I like a little bit of both. A little bit of both? Yeah. I don't want to have to pick. <laughs> pick! Pick! <laughs> also, when you're anchoring, you kind of feel like the team captain, like, because everyone's worked together to put together this newscast, everything you see on TV, and then it's my job to... You know, and that's a skill that you have mastered of like, it's so hard to be sitting in that chair or sitting in front of that green screen, but feeling or presenting your information in a way that you also feel like you're just sitting down in someone's chair in their living room. You got to see that's it. From the, you got to see it from their perspective. Yeah. True. Yeah. I don't have that skill. I don't think. You absolutely do. Okay. You're one of the best at it. <laughs> that's news to me. <laughs> um, but, but, um, but as we kind of come to an end here, I want to get to some of these questions from yeah. the, the people. But I had something very detailed on my mind, and I want to ask you on that subject, and now I lost it. Was it anchored at, oh, well, I was going to say, you have such a, a soothing, you probably hear this all the time, welcoming voice. It draws you. you in. What is that? It's Thank like, you. I don't know. I, I was feel like, really Mommy, s- read me a story. I was always really <laughs> self-conscious about my voice no, because I voice had a lower awesome. voice when I was a kid. It's and like there. I came of age when Paris Hilton was famous and everyone wanted to sound like her and uh, have a uh, voice like this <laughs> and like say like, like and um. And I had this like deeper voice that I was always really oh, um, I see what embarrassed you're by. It's not deep. It's something else. It's soothing. Thank you. It's soothing and warm and welcoming and honest and true. Thank you. I also sit next to Mike Stevens and I study the way he talks. Oh, yeah, he's got that too. He's got the masculine version of yours. All Uh right, so Ryan wants to know um, what her favorite Odyssey of the Mind problem was. Uh, Is this Ryan Bolton? Yes, who's he? He's a a good friend of mine. We did Odyssey of the Mind together. What did he ask? What your favorite problem was, mind problem. I don't even know. I mean, so. do, do we want to go down the Odyssey of the Mind rabbit hole? Could you do it quick? Could you do, I, yeah, could you do, do a 10-second version? Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's a creative problem-solving competition that I've participated in since I was 11 years old, and I'm still part of it today. Nerdy. Nerdy. <laughs> I'm, I'll say it loud and say it proud. I don't need the bell. It's nerdy. It's also awesome and so much fun. Um, I know Mindy's kids did it. So yeah, is yeah. This a, is there, this an Abington's thing or a lot of um, school? No, it's throughout. It's it's global, um, yeah. but it, it is very robust in, in northeastern Pennsylvania. Ryan, the so gentleman is actually. Asking that question, I did it all through high school, yeah. Um, and and Ryan and I are, sit on um, the regional board now for it, and uh, he competed for Delaware Valley. Yeah, we were nerdy. competitors. Nerdy. Nerds. See, I can make fun of nerdy stuff like that because, because I because you are also a nerd because I had a weather station in my backyard. <laughs> I, I don't know, kid. I think that's worse. And still do, so that's nerdier. All right, everyone loves your picture, love your hair. You oh, do have thanks. great 
full Thank you. model-like hair. Thank you. All right. Um, how does your... <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Adele says... Um, how does your cat get along with the baby? So you have a new cat now. This is I have not, a new cat. This is not the cat we yeah, were talking about. Yeah, I actually have two cats. Um, and I would say that they get along might be a little too um, warm. They tolerate him. Of course, because yeah. cats don't care about anyone but themselves. Right, That's they've how never it, attacked him, but they also don't the baby, like him. The baby is not going to like the cats. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> My Just husband kidding. doesn't like them either. No. So. See, there's another man who's not liking the cats. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're stuck with them. All right. I'll be waiting for the broadcast, says Lenny. I worked with your father at Thompson. Yeah. What a nice man. Yeah, that oh, was really nice see, to there hear. You go. All right. Does she still think it's okay, I like this question, for a journalist to use improper grammar when writing or speaking? Because sometimes... You know how that goes? It's yeah. In, yeah. It can be too proper. You can be too proper. And I think not just us journalists. I think, like, culturally there are some yeah. rules that are starting to fade into the background. Yes. Because, um, you know, language has always evolved. If it didn't, we'd still speak like Shakespeare. Exactly, you know? right. So language or those evolved. letters from the Civil War, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so so it, it's got to evolve. But I do think that grammar should be very, very important to us. Right, you, you gotta to, find. You, yeah, no I, one takes us seriously if we're not speaking correctly. Yeah, you can't be using double negatives or Hannah yeah. or nose or anything. No Hannahs like, or nose. No Hannahs or nose. <laughs> uh, Ro wants to know, well, although this is only once in a while, she's not gonna be honest here, Ro, who's asking this question. How do you like working with Snedeker? I love it. Ah, there you That's go. That's honest. So, we don't work that. together very often. But when we do, I but love I enjoy it. it. And yeah. I love filling in at noon and working with you, too. Yeah. Uh, this was the question. Do you like being anchor or a um, anchor or a field reporter? So you already answered oh, yeah. that one. Stace, you have such a charming smile. It makes you such a great anchor. Keep up the good work. Thank you. So there you go. We all have right. Such How long um, have you worked there? And is Joe really a joker at all times? So you've been here eleven years. Mm -hmm. And I can say yes wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, you know, he just said. You just said you lived a double life. I, I have I have seen not seen one. that. <laughs> I've not seen the other Joe Snedeker. You are who you are. People ask me that all the time. Uh, you know, what's it like working with Snedeker? You are you're you are who you are, and that is such a gift. Oh, you're so kind. Question for Stacy. Oh, this is good. Uh -oh. This is good. In a time where it seems like there's a little bit of a mass, I'm making this part of the question up. Mm -hmm. Exodus mm -hmm. from WNEP. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of that's coincidence. We have a lot of people who it are is, older it is and, and, and leaving yeah. for various reasons, including retirement. Mm -hmm. But she's not going to answer this. I'm going to give her the bell right now. <laughs> are you sticking around WNEP? Or are you looking to upgrade at a bigger market? I'll answer that question because I'm very passionate about the answer to that question. No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking around. Oh, I love um, it. And, you know, hopefully... You know, that's up to WNEP ultimately in the long run. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't have any plans to go anywhere. The, uh, did I have ambitions 11 years ago of moving to a bigger city? Sure, I did. But I found a home here. And you know this, that like, yeah, I love my job and I get to do it every day. But what's really important is the people you come home to at the end of the day. And I have that. I've got my family near me. We have a great life. Why would I leave that? We can't end on a better note. No. Yeah, you can't. 
it's everything in life is a scale. Do you want to mm -hmm. make two, three, four hundred grand in a big market, but you don't have grandma for the kids around? You're living in some area where you don't know anybody. There's no friends. There's no acquaintances. Mm -hmm. There's no. Yeah. It's a busy traffic. You have obligations. Or do you want the warmth of family and friends and colleagues in a place you grew up with roots? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't put a price tag. That's on what that matters. Too. You can't take the money with you. No. Yeah. My goodness, I love it. So there's great advice for everyone, and I think this was an awesome. Thank interview. you for having me on. I love having you You're very you good on. at interviewing Get people. Get out of here. This was great. <laughs> you should be a reporter. I should be a reporter. No, I have no background in journalism. You have all the background in journalism. You do an awesome job, and it was great having you. Let me see if there's anything on my list that I have to end before we say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got that one. Mm. Oh, yes, this one. Uh-oh. What happened to the cat? That was sent in the box <laughs> when you moved. I don't know. If if any of you in Clark Summit acquired <laughs> a cat kidding, in 1995. <laughs> what was the was, moving company? Uh, it was, um, I don't want to throw them under the bus because they still exist. They may have not. My cat. The cat. Yeah. They may have this. They may have a mounted cat. I've never forgotten you. The, <laughs> thanks, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Joe. This was fun. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.